Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, another real quick intro this time around uh, before we jump into episode 52. Uh, you may remember uh, that I mentioned in the intro to our last episode uh, that we're thinking of doing another Q&A episode real soon, uh, all about this current Call of Cthulhu storyline uh, once it's over. Uh, with that in mind, it'd be super awesome uh, if you have a question that you want answered by us, uh, if you would think about sending it in to us uh, so that we can start collecting all of those. Um, uh, we don't have a date yet that we're planning on recording that, but the sooner that you send in your questions, the better, really. Uh, stay tuned for more info on that in the coming weeks. Um, other than that, we're just going to quickly recap what happened in our last episode. So, uh, with his memories returned to him, uh, Alistair, along with Madame Sway, uh, sat down for an interview at the police station, where he posed an innocent explanation for his presence at all the murder scenes around town. Uh, unwilling to sound uh, crazy <laughs> by talking about the monster which he had encountered the previous evening, uh, he claimed that his unconsciousness and amnesia had been brought about by a blow to the back of the head. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Barnard returned to the riverbank and the field behind the theatre, uh, searching for any clues in the light of day. Uh, but finding nothing new, however, he moved on, taking a look across the harbour to the manor house, Druitt Hall, uh, before rejoining the others. Uh, together, the three of them made their way up to the sanitarium. Um, Madame Sway snuck into the records room to find out more about the secretive uh, Druitt family, and Alistair had a look around for anything suspicious before having to hide behind some equipment to avoid being discovered in the operating theatre. Uh, Barnard uh, visited with his friend Jenkins and was horrified to discover that as part of Jenkins' so-called treatment, his liver had been removed. Uh, that's pretty much where we left off, so without any further ado, let's begin today's episode. Enjoy. So Barnard, having looked at the um, the medical chart and um, seeing the you know the declaration that they've taken your friend's liver, can you can I get a sanity check from you? Absolutely. I got forty. Forty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. So it's more just the just the the strangeness of the 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 situation is like, what are these people doing? Why? What is going on here? Why? Why is this happening? And so you just lose a sanity point, and your as your anger overtakes you. At what is happening? So go down to uh, forty-two, please, from forty-three. Okie doke. And so, with that in mind, what are you doing in the ward? Okay, having looked around, looked at the chart, and seeing that the uh, liver has been removed, and having a moment of ponderance, uh, um, Bernard looks around elsewhere into the ward and uh, is there a nurse or anybody else nearby that you can kind of grab hold of? Yes, there is a nurse. Stride over towards the nurse that he spotted then and uh, say, Excuse me, nurse, what the hell is happening here? You've removed my friend's liver. As I understand it, that's a vital organ. She, she looked quite shocked. I've done nothing of the sort. Somebody in here has. And with the chart still in hand, he passes it to her and kind of says explain 
She, uh, well, she initially has got a look on her face as if, you know, you've lost your mind, you know, kind of crazy who would remove a liver. But then as soon as she, she sort of looks down at the chart, she does see the note on there, which is, you know, it's quite clear as to what's happened to Jenkins. She, she frowns, you know, she sort of, this can't, this can't be right. This is, uh, this is Dr. Courtley's handwriting. This is very... Courtley, you say? Yes, he's the... I believe I've seen the man. Is he out there attending uh, to that local lady, yes? I don't, I don't know where he is, uh, sir, but um, he is in charge of the uh, of the sanitarium. Okay, well, it's on the orders of the highest up around here, then. I suppose you won't know anything more, will you? Well, well, no, I mean, this is this is news to me. I, but th- this is this is not proper medical procedure to take out uh, somebody's liver. Well, clearly. Where, tell me where this man's office is. I must speak to him straight away. Well, his, of course, his office is just upstairs. I'm, I have questions myself about this. Um, I'll come with you, sir. By all means. And with that, Barnard kind of turns and starts a pace out of the room. Yeah. Madam Sway, are you going uh, with him? or? Yes, I'm a, I'm a little bit shaken by the uh, sudden abruptness and the gentle calm, but yeah, she'll quite dutifully, curtly walk out with him. Hmm. Okay. Barnard's a hundred percent like driven. You can see it in his eyes that he's he's kind of switched off from everything else. That you're there, sway, but he's he's not really engaged with you at the moment. She can tell that. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, I'm gonna just step back. I'm gonna let you do you. <laughs> I just keep and just follow after you to make sure you don't unnecessarily harm someone. <laughs> the spirit. <laughs> just just for a question, are you guys still both armed, I take it? It's just, my just based it's on that on comment person, you just yes. said, yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. That's, that's not a leading question, it's just based on you saying not unnecessarily hurt someone. I was thinking, wait. Well, he's enraged, so he, it could escalate. Sway wants to be there just in case it does. Mm. Okay, alright. So the the nurse uh, leads the two of you upstairs. Then uh, leaving the uh, ward behind you upstairs doesn't appear to be any kind of wards or things up there, but it's more of a sort of it's it's a bit more kind of I don't know. Well appointed isn't the right word, but it does you know it's a little less kind of clinical upstairs. Um, there's sort of some quite nice wood paneling on the walls and things, and she leads you along the corridor to. A closed door which has uh, an engraved brass plaque on it which says Dr. Quartley. She knocks on the door. There's a short pause and no response. <clears throat> you said you weren't sure where this man was. Has he been in the sanitarium today at all? Well, I, I would think so, but uh, I haven't seen him myself. I, ju- I, I mainly work the wards. Barnard slams his fist a lot harder than she did on the door three times. Madam Sway is just going to flinch each time <laughs> he the door and just go, ah, please let, please let it not be mahogany. <laughs> Any reaction from inside the room? Uh, there is, again, no response from inside. Okay. Um, with that, Barnard kind of looks at the nurse a bit pissed off and tries the door handle. Uh, it appears to be locked. Um, how much give is there on this door? Trying to give it a shake to get a sense of like, is it really sturdy or does it feel like maybe a man of Bernard's stature could perhaps put himself through it should he feel like it? 
That's a good question. You know what? Let's make a check for it. You know, see, make a uh, make an intelligence check. Oh, intelligence! Oh dear. Did just as you know, just okay. Oh, just just to see if I if if Barnard's confident about giving this a shoulder charge. Eighty six. Eighty six. You you're not sure. I mean, in your in your kind of rage, you're you're just like you might be able to knock the door down, but you can't really tell. You just, you know, it is locked securely. Um, okay then, not not entirely sure that it's going to work then. Barnard kind of takes two steps away from the door and turns to the nurse and Madam Swain and says, Ladies, please step back. And, uh, the nurse says, uh, what, what, what are you going to do? I'm going to get into this damned room one way or another. Barnard, I do not think that is a wise decision. He has injured my friend Jenkins gravely. He will die without his liver. And it, do you understand? It's and it's obvious he's not here. The door is locked. He's not in the hospital. Now... I'm just gonna march up to him like a, like she was a child and just point her finger at him. Look, we can wait here. We can send the nurse to go and telephone him at his residence if he doesn't live here at all. If he's out, we'll just wait. And she will let him know that we are waiting here at his office to talk to him. Calmly. Barnard kind of glowers and breathes deeply in and out through his nose. As he Madam looks Sway. down at Madame Sway saying this to him. Madame Sway is just pointing and looking at him going, not a smart idea. Like, willing him to, like, just, just calm down. You We're feel kind of, away. you hear kind of like a, a squeak or something and look down to see, like, that the, the grip around uh, Bernard's walking stick is very, very tight now and his knuckles are white. And he kind of, through grated teeth, says... I appreciate your point. I suppose we should wait. I'm going to turn to the nurse. She looks a little bit kind of disturbed by the, uh, by the well, by the whole situation. But the anger isn't helping. I'm very sorry, my dear. He does get very stressed and very upset. Do be a dear and try and find the doctor. We'll just wait here and with calmer calmer heads you sort of uh, she says uh, okay okay I'll uh, I'll go ask um, go ask one of the um, one of the other nurses if they've seen him she disappears back off down the corridor leaving the two of you there she's gonna turn to Bernard and then just look at him look, uh, point to the door now you may take the door <laughs> okay Bernard's group unexpectedly <laughs> like you you've like there's a momentary kind of flutter in his eyelids where he's like pardon I'm oh. just going to point to the door and get out of the way <laughs> oh I, I, I see okay um, kind of manages to pull the slightest sliver of a smile and nods towards you before taking a stance to brace and uh, shoulder charge the door I've already been in the his majesty's services already today I don't particularly want to go back seemed a little less um, criminal. If there's no witnesses. <laughs> if there's no witnesses, yes. Okay, so um, anyway, I'm just I'm trying to decide whether to have it just be like a straight strength check or whether it would be like a thing where you're in combat with the door. Oh, wait. Speak, <laughs> wait speaking of I like that, that as an idea. I have locksmithing and I've just... <laughs> Noting that, you're, like, you're noting that you've got lockpicks, like, 
I feel like we should keep going with what we're doing, but then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's keep going. Out. It's in it's in character. She's she's actually just letting him get his rage out, and hopefully, not hopefully the the witness gone. We can get away with it. <laughs> So I think what we'll do, we'll just do a straight strength check for battering down the door because I can't, um, I think because you're just sort of putting your shoulder into it and going at the door. It's yeah, not, there's not much technique being applied here. Yeah. It's really just throwing his entire body weight at the door. Yeah, I think dependent on what you roll, it, it might just be the single check or it might be that we'll see how it turns out. Rather than doing full combat against a door, which I don't have the stats to hand to for a door, so um, yeah, okay. Oh Roll for initiative on door. <laughs> which one's going to go first? <laughs> you or the door? Um, okay, so can I just get a straight strength check for you? Break oh. it down. Break it down. Oh, Seventy-five. Seventy-five. Strength is eighty. Strength is eighty. Luckily, because that is a pretty high roll for that. So yeah, you put your shoulder into it and you, you batter against the door, but the lock is pretty solid you know the door kind of shakes in its frame and you make a it makes a really big kind of bam you know noise as you as you hit it um but the door is still in place can i get another um, check from you is it, if you want if you want <laughs> yeah, to put another go at it it's rattled in its frame and it doesn't seem as solid as it was but it's definitely still closed gonna give it at least three hard hits Oh, and I failed. 90. 90. <laughs> um, so yeah, as you, as you go to hit it this time, you just kind of catch the door frame on your shoulder. I mean, you're already kind of walking with your cane and it just, you know, you feel your shoulder. You feel the pain, basically, and the door is still oh, standing. Bugger! 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 And he oh, kind of grabs his shoulder, leaning forwards in agony. And kind of looks up a bit sheepishly towards Madame Sway, like, don't say a word. She's going to give him a very sympathetic look and, and try and, like, help him out of the door, way of the door. Do you have any better suggestions for a means of getting into that room, seeing as my brute strength got us nowhere? Oh, I can have a little try, I suppose. I'm going to take a... She's going to take a hairpin out of her hair mm-hmm. and go and attempt to try and pick the lock okay um, um so okay yeah make a locksmith roll for me oh i managed to read oh equal it okay yeah we'll call that's that's good enough for me um so with barnard having loosened the uh the mechanism a little bit with his first hit <laughs> um you do after you know it, t- it still takes you sort of 30 seconds to a minute um but you just managed to turn the the, the latch mechanism inside and the lock clicks open. Ah, open sesame. Nicely and then I'm done. just going to tilt my little head like a little a little curtsy and <laughs> uh, open the door for Bernard. Sitting inside looking very confused is a. <laughs> no. Small <laughs> <laughs> no. um, genie in a lamp. <laughs> Uh, no, the so the the door swings open to a um, revealing the office of Doctor Quartley. It's a large wooden desk. Uh, the the walls are panelled. Uh, there's bookshelves along one wall, um, all of which seem to have sort of a variety of kind of medical journals uh, mixed in with a few sort of just sort of general kind of literature sort of titles. There is appears to be nobody in here though at the moment. Is there a diary or like a planner on his desk? Um, that's a very good question. I mean, not really sitting out. No, the, on the sitting on, on the desk itself, there is a, there's a pen and ink, 
Um, there is some blank paper. There is a there's a small clock on the desk, but there's a, there's no books on the desk at the moment. No, no, no obvious diary or anything like that. Okay, looking around the room as we enter, then Barnard's kind of taking note of is is there anything on the walls, like, or furniture-wise, or anything generally incongruous, something completely out of place, a piece of artwork, perhaps, or anything that's not in keeping with what a doctor's office might contain. Hmm. I, I, get, I get more and more conscious of the fact that we just keep making intelligence checks, but... Because mm-hmm. I, I would rather, you know, because this is almost kind of a knowledge thing on your part of being like, what would a, what would a yeah, doctor have? Just- I'm looking um, through the skills myself and trying to see if there's anything that would fit the bill. It's it's dependent a little bit on Barnard's sort of knowledge of what doctors... Because this isn't like an examination room, this is an office. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's dependent a little bit on Barnard's imagination of what a doctor would have in their private office mm-hmm. kind of thing. Make you know what? Make an intelligence check, just a straight intelligence check. See if anything just kind of jumps out at you straight okay. away. Forty-seven. Forty-seven, and your intelligence was fifty. So okay. Scraped it. Scraped it through. Yeah. On one wall, there is a quite large kind of landscape painting, which appears to be of the um, just kind of the the area that the town is in sort of around the 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 um the harbor is visible and you can see that the the buildings of the of the town are kind of visible it's it's almost like it's painted from the top of the headland that you haven't you know sort of that that's by the uh that the the manor house is in the shadow of mm-hmm. it, it doesn't appear out of place it's just kind of a like that's taking up a large amount of space on one wall it's not painted as a particularly kind of nice scene there's kind of dark clouds and things um but you do sort of looking at it see that the um the the uh the sanitarium itself is visible from at least in the painting which sort of strikes you as a little odd because you know you're a little bit further away from the headland and that bit of town so this might have been a sort of request of like put the make sure the sanitarium is visible in the painting and it's it's almost sort of given a little bit of kind of pride of place as like sort of painted as like oh this is sort of you know what a sort of shining shining thing in the town visible you know Mm -hmm. um but other than that it it, i mean it could just be a kind of ego sort of driven thing of like this is the town we're in and we're such an integral part of it sort of thing Mm -hmm. other than that though i mean nothing is really jumping out of you as like here's a you know (laughs) here's a signed confession saying i did it all or yeah (laughs) or my evil wasn't expecting quite that much or like a a whiteboard with my evil plan in bullet points uh, or anything (laughs) nothing is jumping out at you as sort of odd there there is another painting which appears to be a portrait of uh, a young man with um blonde hair which you actually recognize from when you saw him briefly in passing as this is a portrait of dr quartley Okay, so seeing the painting of Quarterly, um, sort of motioning towards Madame Sway and saying, "This man must be Quarterly. He's the uh, the one I saw leaving the building the other day." And uh, well, this being his office, a bit of a hmm, I don't know, egotist perhaps to have a picture of himself up on the wall. It is a little odd. Yeah, it's quite. Um, what kind of furniture is in the room with us? Like, is it is there a like beyond the the desk? 
there's quite yeah. a sort of high back sort of quite sort of well quite sort of plush sort of chair I think I know the type you know what you know what I'm talking usually, about yeah yeah, yeah. usually leather clad with yes. the kind of butts in it yeah that, that like, chair yeah yeah that kind of thing yeah um there's that there are some small there's there is a pair of chairs in front of the desk which are just kind of wooden sort of um, they're definitely not as well appointed you know, as the one behind it um, and they've each got a cushion on them as well so it's not completely spartan um, other than that though I mean there's not really much sort of st- in the way of sort of standing kind of furniture there is, there's the bookshelves along the wall like I said there is a sort of cabinet in one corner though um, which appears to be wooden and it's closed okay is there anything in it? Well, let's let's find out. <laughs> let's have a nosy. Yeah. Have a okay, nosy so about the um, desk and stuff. You, yeah, looking at the desk and the cupboard and noting that there's not much in there, Barnard's going to turn to Madame Sway and say, "We ought not dally. That nurse will probably be back quite soon. You take the desk. I'll check that cabinet." All right. We best keep an eye out, though, as well. Let's keep our ears to the ground. If we start hearing footsteps, we best hurry out. Mm, quite. Can I get an, a listen check from each of you as well, by the way, now that you've said that? Okay. So, Barnard, you don't have anything in this, it's 20%, and uh, same for you, Madam Sway. Well, I'm a, I'm a big old failure at the rolls once again. <laughs> <laughs> so 88 from Barnard on his listen, 48 from Madam Sway. So you both, you can't hear anything right now. So as far as you can tell, it's all fine. Madam Sway, then you are looking at the desk, is that right? Yes, I'm going to tap check all the drawers and yeah. quickly scan some of the paperwork if there if there is any paperwork hmm okay so there's oh, on one side of it there is uh, each side has two drawers on it with the, the sort of the bit where your legs go in between you all know how desks are <laughs> yes we all know how desks work <laughs> how, how do you want to go at them there's two on each side I will start with the one on the left on the left okay so the the top drawer on the left opens easily enough, no problems there. Uh, appears to be in there. You can see a a stethoscope and a couple of labelled bottles, glass bottles with um, clear liquids within them. Are there any labels on the? Bottles? Yes, they are labelled. One of them, uh, one of them says ether. And one of them says vodka. Well, those are pain medication. Well, they can be used for pain, really, for <laughs> knocking out people at least. I'm, a, hmm. I'm just going to slide the pocket down. <laughs> okay. Down <laughs> <with> my jacket. <laughs> they might come in useful later. All um, right. Okay. Yeah, they're not huge, but it's not like a huge thing. They're both just—they're kind of like small, sort of. Mm. Yeah. Little, like, sample um, bottle type things, like, yeah, yeah, like phylactery, almost like yeah, 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 yeah. You could you could pocket them if you wanted to. Um, yep. Uh, so the left hand, the lower drawer, uh, as you open it, appears to have some some uh, just blank paper, more blank paper in it. Um, some of the okay. some of the sheets are sort of laid out as sort of blank forms for just general kind of medical stuff to do with the sanitarium. You would you would sort of figure mm-hmm. um, like an application form like your address and yeah kind of slightly sort of admin-y type stuff but they're all they're all kind of blank and empty on that side okay moving on to the other side to the other side the 
The top drawer on the right hand side has some uh, spare pens, like sort of ink, you know, because they're the fountain pen type things, um, with uh, a couple of bottles of ink in there as well. It's, it's, it's only kind of a small drawer uh, at mm-hmm. the top. And the lower drawer appears to be empty. Hmm. There's not much in this desk. Mainly just papers and forms and supplies. Nothing incriminating yet. What about you, Bernard? Well, (laughs) let's see. (laughs) Um, So while you were going through the drawers and what have you, Bernard was trying to get into that cupboard and what was he might buy? So, uh, the, the cupboard itself doesn't appear to be well locked or anything like that. It, it's not it's not so much a cupboard, it's more like a small cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you open the doors on it, you are greeted by a, a quite uh, well-stocked bar. Okay. There's several glasses and various different spirits in there. And, and that's the be-all, end-all of what's in this cabinet? As far as you can see, yes. Okay. Um... Okay then, Ed, as soon as I've opened the cupboard, then Barnard t- sort of snorts and goes, Hmm, quite the drinker this man, it seems. And turning towards uh, Madame Sway, and seeing that she's just finishing up, and hearing her saying all of those things she was just saying about having not having found think, anything, I, um, well, it seems this was a rather uh, fruitless, fruitless endeavour. And, uh, turning back towards the the, uh, the bar, can I quickly spot a bottle of gin if it's available <laughs> to, the, to uh, the naked eye? I might make an intelligence check for me. <laughs> We're like a traveling band of alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourselves. <laughs> to be fair, that's like every single game we play on this podcast. It's like, much. how much booze can we make? Uh, you're in a bit of a hurry. You can't see. I mean, there's a lot of bottles in here. You can't really specifically spot a gin one. I, I feel like getting a 98 is like yeah. I'm basically just being concussed out of the blue or something. Yeah, not with a 98, you got you know you're quickly you know. <laughs> Duh, you there's always, no drinks here. You can always just grab one and then trade it with the shopkeeper later. <laughs> nah, gin, gin's what he's looking for, and if it ain't there, then he ain't getting anything. Um, closing the the cabinet again and trying to make it appear as though it's not been handled at all. Um, Turning back towards Sway, uh, Barnard asks, um, I, I suppose we should get the hell out of here and find our compatriot. We've left him in the uh, elsewhere in this place for quite some time. Yes, we did say we weren't going to be long. We should find him quickly. Which direction was he, he- was he heading? Well, that's a struggle to think. I've really, really, I've been swept up in these thoughts of Jenkins. You didn't catch it, no? No. When you uh, when you left him, uh, you went. I believe. I think you went left, and he went right, in front of the um, door to Men's Ward Two. Mm-hmm. You went left and went down the stairs, and you didn't see where he went. You just knew that he went the other way. Okay. Well, perhaps we should just retrace our steps and hope that we cross paths with him again. Yeah. Should we maybe head back to Jenkins? Yes. And then start yes. from there. Um. I suspect it would be for the best that we cover our tracks on the way out of here. Have you closed all the drawers on that desk? Yes. Yes, let's make sure we don't leave anything behind. 
I'll try and lock the door on the way out. Okay. Let's give it a go. All right. Um, Can I get... um, In terms of making sure that you've kind of put it back the way it was, I guess... Man, I guess guess just another intelligence check. I mean, that's kind of our go-to, really, but it does cover a lot of things. This is more just to make sure that you've sized everything up because it's not really like a i think you could argue spot hidden on that at a a limit in terms of like well okay how 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 good is your memory that you walked in took a mental snapshot and you know that that's exactly what you're leaving behind well that's why i was going with intelligence because the spot hidden is more that you are specifically trying to spot something that's hidden not mm. so much i'm just thinking in any abstract terms for it it's kind of like the opposite of spot hidden would be remember what you've moved I mean, but that said, though, you haven't moved a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, we've just... Hey, it's your call. I'm just starting out, though. Yeah, no, no, I get where you're coming from, and I, 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 that's why I've been kind of looking back and forth between those. I was thinking either that or, like, sleight of hand, but that would have been more if you were, like, you'd moved a bunch of stuff on the desk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just an intelligence check from each of you to sort of just remember how things were and uh, yep. go from there. Barnard, you got Barnard. no idea. <laughs> barely, barely functioning as a human being yeah. in '94. Uh, Madam's way, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, as far as you can tell, seems okay. It looks alright. Yeah, it looks alright. <laughs> okay, so so letting your, yourselves out. Uh, can I get a locksmith check again from you, Madam's way, just to kind of try and lock the door behind you? Fourteen. Oh yeah, yeah. No problem. You're able to put that back in. The door is still a little loose in the frame from Barnard's first hit, though. But hey, there's not a lot you can do about that. <laughs> Nothing you can do about loose wood. <laughs> How long have you been holding onto that one? Literally the last two seconds. That's what she said. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while um, while all this is going on, then I'm very conscious you've been sat quietly behind me for half an hour. Yes, um, <laughs> think you're thinking up jokes for later. Um, so. While they've been uh, investigating, we last left Alistair um, hiding, I think. hiding uh, behind a bit of machinery in uh, an operating theatre. Mm. You, th- you think you're pretty well hidden. Yeah. Um, For a big chap. Yes, you'd, you'd heard footsteps coming up the hallway and hidden yourself. Uh, and what you thought was the sound of a rolling bed. A few seconds after you secrete yourself behind um, this machinery... I mean, you don't know what it does. It's just big med- metal blocky thing. On yeah, wheels, big metal th- medical thing. The doors from the hallway open, and uh, a team of orderlies is pushing a bed into the into the room. They are followed by a man with a white coat on and a sort of rubber apron on top of that. He's got a surgical mask on. The orderlies move the um, the not really not struggling at all or anything, but look the the person looks very uncomfortable. It's a, it's a young uh, young man. Move him from his bed onto the operating table and strap his arms down. At this point, you see uh, a couple of nurses also come into the the operating theatre. And uh, the doctor is um, sort of make his way along alongside the um, the patient. You can see you get a bit of a better look at him at this point, and you see he's got blonde hair and um, 
you still, well, I say face mask on that, so you can't really make out any other facial details or anything. But um, he, he sort of makes his way up to the sort of the head end of the patient, who's like I say, he's not struggling, but he doesn't look in a great way. Says, uh, "Calm down, Mr. Williams. Nothing to worry about. We'll um, have you sorted out very soon." Nods to one of the nurses, and um, they inject the man with something. His struggling sort of seems to cease, and he, from, from your perspective, it looks like he's passed out, but you can't really tell. Anesthetic. Of some sort. Yeah, could be. Uh, Alistair will remain hidden mm-hmm. and literally just peering with one eye down the side of the unit that he's hidden behind. Mm-hmm. Try and catch a glimpse of what's going on. Right. Thinking if he tries to put both eyes around, he might get spotted, but one eye he's got a chance of dying back quickly if necessary. Okay. So I'm staying put and watching, listening to see what's going on. Because something about this hospital isn't right to him. Mm-hmm. Something about the sanitarium isn't right. He thinks in, if he stays in the theatre and just waits for the, whatever they're doing to be done, he might actually get some answers to what's going on. Okay, alright. He's inquisitive at this point, but he's staying hidden. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think we'll need a couple of checks then. Very well. So, can I get... uh, We'll start off with another stealth check. Right. You're not trained in stealth, so looking to get below 20 on this. Fun. (laughs) 15. Pretty good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so now, now you've been in the room a little while, you're sort of able to kind of gauge like okay yeah I'm not you know where I, where you need to be to avoid being seen from the people you see in here so yeah you managed to hide yourself pretty well the perfect camouflage me medical unit medical unit me in perfect harmony <laughs> I have disappeared you said that out loud <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> you hide behind it <laughs> the perfect crime <laughs> no one will see me here <laughs> Nurse, what is that disembodied voice I can hear? <laughs> right, so yeah. Yeah. I'm just so yeah, you know, you're quite well hidden, so not going to lie. That was the oh. one of the more important of the checks I'm going to have you make. Excellent. Um, which is good. So here's the thing. Now, if you're trying to figure out what's being done, um, in for the sort of general picture of things, I'm going to need an intelligence check just to make sure you can kind of get an idea of what's actually happening at the same time as hiding. Okay. But if you want to be a bit more specific, I'm also going to need a medical check as well. Wonderful. Medicine check, sorry. sorry. Which you have not trained in either, so you would need to you would need to roll a 1 on I a D100. So I'll do the intelligence do the, first. The general, the general picture of things first. That is an 85. 85. Okay, so that's pretty high. Yeah. Way too high. Um, your intelligence is 45. Ouch. So, yes, not great, let's say. So They're doing medical stuff. They are, but he certainly seems to be a doctor of some sort. <laughs> um, Condescending <laughs> git. <laughs> you think you're in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, no. I mean, let's put it this way. For the casual listener, AJ sometimes has what we call git mode. 
Okay, let, so I can't I can't make out anything specific that they're doing. Well, no, I was more I was just gonna say um, it's more that because you're hiding, you're hiding well, but because of that, you don't get a really good view of actually what's really going on. Right, so hiding obscures my ability to see. Yeah, and I mean, hear. yeah. Right. Just the the place you picked is a good place to hide. It's not a great place for viewing an operation. Mm. Let's put it that way. If there was a cupboard, I'd have gone in there. But yeah, yeah. So the other so, one is medicine. Check. Well, it's a little point? bit redundant at this point. Um, you can make it any way if you want, just to see if you know. I don't know really what you'd be trying to see because you you can't you can't really get a very good view of what's happening. I know that slicing sound. He's cutting a liver. <laughs> <laughs> I'd know that anywhere. Yeah. Slicing okay. my pepperoni pizza. Just for the hell of it, roll a... 78. So that's not the one that you needed. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you're hidden and... You can definitely tell they're doing stuff to this guy, um, but he's in Nita's eye, so there's not, like, blood-curdling screams while anything's happening. No. You're just kind of hiding in a corner <laughs> behind some stuff. You can't really hit, see a lot. It's You're, you're sat there for quite a while. I'd say, I mean, you quite quickly found your way into there, really, didn't you? Mm. So when you were kind of starting to hide was about when Madame Sway was in the basement records room. Um, but you are sat there for maybe 45 minutes before um, the orderlies, uh, the doctor rings a bell and the, the orderlies uh, come back in. He says, he says to the nurses, if you'd be so good as to bandage up Mr. Williams, uh, that will that will be all for him for today, I think. Uh, I will try and sneak a peek of what okay. has, what is the end result. All right, if okay. anything can be spotted at all. Again, I'm going to need a stealth check and a um, an intelligence check. Stealth first. Yep. Thirty six. Okay. For stealth. That's not as low. It's not. It was twenty you're aiming for, but it's not a terribly low one. So. Okay, let's just get that intelligence one out of the way first, and then we'll see. We'll, okay. we'll resolve that. Oh, for fuck! For fuck's sake! Yeah. Zero zero one. <laughs> 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 I needed Don't that need. two rolls ago. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, it is zero so, zero yeah, one. Yeah, that, you needed that two rolls ago. <laughs> <but> <laughs> oh, fate, you are a bitch. Right. Um, His name is Sod, and he is a lord. Yes. <laughs> so okay. You, you sort of quite quickly, sort of you're trying to kind of crane round this um, piece of equipment, and you do see you, the doctor walking out, but you also see next to the the um, unconscious guy who is now being kind of bandaged up around the midsection, um, one of the orderlies is closing what looks to be it's quite a large kind of box. It's not it's not that big. It's kind of like a carry case. Um, you do just get a quick look inside and it appears to be like an ice box of some sort. He's carrying that and he carries that out after the doctor. Um, but as you're craning around you just kind of rest your hand on it and the metal just kind of bows in slightly and makes a kind of metal noise. Blast! And so you're, you're kind of pulling yourself back in. Yeah. Alright. Gap of a couple of seconds. Nobody seems to come looking for you. They they seem to be quite engrossed in wrapping this, in bandaging this guy. <clears throat> luckily, okay, perfect camouflage. So 
I've so Alistair has observed what looks like an icebox. Sort Could of be. Contraction yeah. in a case. In his head, he's thinking maybe organ transplant of some kind. Could be. Yeah. All, all he can think of is why they'd have an ice box and they've they operated on this person. They take they're putting something in there to keep it fresh. Yeah. So again, not enough information to go on what no. was removed. And you hadn't seen or, the you haven't seen Jenkins' chart. No, I haven't. So I haven't been anywhere near there. So based no. on what I can see, I'm assuming that they've just done some kind of um, operation when they've removed something. But I don't know if they put something in to replace what they took. I don't have that information. You don't have that information. All I know is that, from the look of it, they've taken something from the man and put it in a box for transportation. That you could put two and two together. With a roll of a one, I'll give you that. Yeah. So by this point, um, Madam Sway and Barnard are definitely... This is about... uh, We've about lined it up now with... um, At this point, as the doctor's gone, the orderly has carried this case out after him. A minute or so goes by, well, a couple of minutes go by, and they finish bandaging up the um, patient. And he is rolled out of the um, of the operating theatre, and you are left in there alone. And okay. we, we are about <laughs> about the same amount of time has passed in between. Okay. So, <clears throat> Alistair, I think hearing that they've now wheeled the bed out, mm-hmm. and there's no sound of anyone shuffling around, slowly creeps out from behind uh, the machinery he was using for cover. Right. I move into the centre of the theatre quite slowly, just looking around and thinking back on what I observed at the end. Yeah. And I'm looking for any evidence or information about what has just been done if there's any if anything's been left like any chart information or anything's been written and left in here by accident because sometimes Mm -hmm. doctors and orderlies and nurses leave things behind okay so i'd like to do a kind of looking for something before i leave this room right okay uh make intelligence check for me Ooh, 80 I see nothing. You see nothing. There's a bit of... I'll give it to you anyway, because uh, this is stuff I would have told you without the check. Um, there is a bit of blood on the floor. Not a lot, but um, some. Blood. And you see there there is kind of like a a, a waste... Um, there's a waste bin as well, which does have um, some sheets in it, which are covered in blood and that. But you can't see any paperwork or anything like that. Okay. So no tools left... No oh yeah, no, yeah. Left. Utensils are all left there. They're all kind of soaking in like sort of trays that have got a bit of water in. Can I them. see? Can I spot which uh, utensils they were using? Is there yeah. anything odd about the tools that they were using or the instruments? Um, nothing odd. Um, the ones that appear to be have been used are like a um, there's a few clamps, a scalpel, um, and a, just a couple of other sort of. Scalpels of different sizes, you would guess of different sort of uh, different uses, tissue depths and that and there isn't it like there's no like bone saw or anything. Right, nothing out um, of the ordinary then. No, in fact, as you look, the bone saw is ready, 
still on the side. Right. There's a few tools that have clearly not been used. Um, yeah. Okay. All right, Alistair, at this point is... Well, I am just deciding that I'm not going to find anything else here. Mm-hmm. So I walk over to the doors leading out of the theatre and check through the viewing windows to make sure nobody spots me leaving. Okay. And I venture forth. Okay. So, yeah, you stick your head out into the corridor. You can see further up the corridor there is sort of the retreating um, backs of a couple of the orderlies, but the actual... The bed isn't there. In fact, you you guess it's probably been put into one of the the wards. If you remember from last time, the um, I described it as like this door that you're kind of coming out is on one side of the corridor, and then facing on the other side there'd be a door to men's ward one and a door to men's ward two. That's right. Yeah. So it, you would guess that you you can't see the bed in this corridor, so it might have been put into one of those wards. Right. But you didn't really get a good look at the guy's face, so you just know it's a Mr. Williams. Right. Uh, I will head back towards um, the corridor where we split up initially, because <clears throat> I don't think I ever went into the same ward that Jenkins is in. No, you went through the other one, yeah. um, but you never went in the one that Jenkins was in. No. Right, so I'll return to that point. I'll return to that corridor where we split up and I went right and the others went left. Okay. So I make my way there. Yeah, casually. It ta- yeah, it takes you a minute or two just to kind of because yeah. you're you're a little bit wary of getting caught here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you find your way back to the the starting point basically. Okay, and I wait there for the others to reappear. Okay, so yeah, you are uh, Madam Sway and Barnard. You are leaving uh, the office. Um, you think fairly well as you found it. Loose door aside. Um, no sign of that nurse returning at this point. It's really only been a few minutes in between, you know, since she left and when you, you guys kind of broke into the office. So, um, yeah. Um, well, we, we were going to retrace our steps back towards where we'd come from. So we're headed back towards Jenkins. Okay. And uh, yeah. his ward. All right. As, you, uh, as you're heading down the stairs, actually, you do, um, you do, uh, you do cross paths again with the same nurse that you were sort of with earlier um, she she seemed to have been on her way back up to you and uh, she says oh I, the doctor's been in surgery um, uh, I, I'm I'm sure he's uh, I'm not sure if, he, if he's coming back here or not he seemed to be on his way out of the building might I inquire as to whereabouts in town the doctor lives we have urgent matters to discuss uh, I can't really give out that information I'm afraid um, um, I would like to well, Barnard turns towards Madam Sway and quizzically raises an eyebrow as if to sort of gauge her thought on that reaction. Hmm. Well, they, they don't... I assure you, my dear, he's not going to be violent with the dear doctor. He just wants to have some answers. Well, I wasn't His really... His friend is rather dear to him. I wasn't worried about the violence. It's, I, d- I just can't really give out the doctor's information. Um... Are you sure you shouldn't be worried about violence? And I'd like to make an intimidate check. Okay, okay. That's, I was going to say that's. Wow. Here we go. Because at this point you're just threatening this woman. Well, he's, I, I've got to talk to this doctor. No two ways about it. Oh, very effective intimidator. Six. Oh, yeah, she is. She is scared as hell. Because um, <laughs> she, well, she saw how angry you were earlier, and she's like, okay, okay, okay. I mean. I'm, I, 
I shouldn't be telling you this. He li- he he lives um, he he's got he's got a large house uh, uh, to the north of town. It's a short ways. If you carry along up the road that led to the sanitarium. Well, we will make it take our leave then. I'll thank you for your uh, assistance. Reticent as you've given it. She seems pretty kind of disturbed and is kind of backing it. Like you, yeah, she's just seems quite scared of you and she's just sort of backing away. Does this have any effect on Madame Sueso? Well, that's up to you. That was a very high intimidation. Well, I'd, l- I'd leave that up to you. Like, hmm. well, not think- being scary, war man, right now. Yeah, she's she's taking a back seat, so she's very quiet and very reserved now. So she's just gonna like dutifully follow, like the because the the, the, the yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that the sort of the if the, the focus changed from Barnard being angry, well, not really changed, but sort of went from Barnard angrily trying to find the doctor to him intimidating the nurse to get the information if you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, it's a subtle shift and it, like I say it's it's totally up to you how you want to play this really just gonna mind her tongue for now okay alright <laughs> <laughs> okay then um, and feeling the uh, the air so to speak around him having changed Barnard kind of turns towards Sway and Gives another nod as if to say, there we go, I've got the information. And gives another little nod to the side to be like, and onwards. So we'll continue on towards Jenkins' ward. So, yeah, you guys come downstairs and uh, you see Alistair there waiting for you. Basically where you left him. What timing, Alistair? We're, we've been looking, we, we thought to look for you. We've just uh, come from the doctor's office. Seems he's been performing unnecessary operations on people. Jenkins has had his liver removed. His liver? Yes. He can't live without that, surely. Well, that, that was my very first reaction. I mean, he looks awful, quite frankly. I fear he's killed my friend. We don't know that for certain. With no liver, it's a matter of time, Sway. I doubt the doctor would have probably done it without cause. There are many things that can affect the liver, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Perhaps it was an, in, an effort to save his life. The thing there, Madam We just Sway, don't know. The thing there, Madam Sway, is if you're taking out someone's liver, the common thing to do is to put and rent another one in straight away. You don't leave them without it because they will eventually expire. Although now you're telling me this, I should probably tell you what I've witnessed. I went looking around this level of the sanatorium, and I found myself cornered, hiding for the better part of must have been about 20-30 minutes uh, in an operating theatre some poor chap was being operated on and I can't be sure but at the end of the procedure I got a glimpse of one of the orderlies handling what looked like a, a case with ice in it now call me paranoid but usually if you've got a box with ice and you're in an operating theatre, that means someone's organ is going into that case to keep it fresh. Now, I can't be certain what was taken out. I was too busy trying to keep myself from being caught. But there was a doctor in there. Couldn't make out his face. Not familiar voice, but blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Quite distinctive. Blonde. Yeah, yes, blonde, quite distinctive blonde hair, but he was heading up the operation. 
Seems likely to be our doctor. He, the man had a painting of himself in his own office. A streak of blonde hair across his head. Yes, that might be the exact one then. Are, are you both seriously suggesting that this doctor is killing his patients to... Killing, perhaps not intentionally, but using them for something else, quite probably. Did you manage to get any answers about why they've done that to Jenkins? We couldn't. We couldn't find the doctor. We we went to his office, but he wasn't there. But uh, even with a little snooping, we didn't find anything. Right. Something tells me we should start looking for this doctor ourselves. We have. Bernard it's funny you didn't mention that. <laughs> I, I happened to... Uh, we spoke to this, one of the members of staff and uh, I acquired the man's whereabouts, his, uh, his home address. So yes, I, I agree. Let's, uh, let's pay a visit to the good doctor. I couldn't agree with you more. Okay, so... The three of you are leaving then. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Simple enough to, to leave, there's no, you know... Don't need any checks or anything. So, to the forecourt, <laughs> to the taxi. <laughs> so, okay then. So, with the plan that the three of you are going to intercept and question the doctor at his own residence, uh, you make your way back through the corridors, uh, past reception, and out through the front door of the sanitarium, leaving it behind you. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Our next story episode, episode 53, continuing where we left off today, will be available as usual in two weeks' time on Thursday the 4th of July. Uh, so we hope you'll all tune back in for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we're at Pretend with Dice. Uh, you can also email us at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com. If you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, use it. It'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd just really love to hear what you all think of the podcast. So, for now, that's our show. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>